Jason. <laughs> he just he uh. That's the new aesthetic at Sea Time. Dread, uh, dread white boys with dreads. White cats with dreads. That's gonna come back surely. You know, so many things have come back. Earlier, me and Tom were re- watching this documentary from Little Rock in the early '90s. Like um, HBO did this documentary on the on the gangs in Little Rock, banging in Little Rock, banging in Little Rock, and um, like the clothes that people w- were wearing back then are, are almost identical. Surprisingly, on trend today. <laughs> if you go down to Sea Time, they're all wearing the same shit. They've <laughs> yeah. got these asymmetrical haircuts with like John Lennon sunglasses. Yeah, and backwards caps. Uh, I like to. Do you guys hold the mic all the time. I like to wear the back. Yeah, we do. Yeah, this is this is um this is what we did to get out of Apple Shop, Emily. <laughs> this is like karaoke. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool though because it gives you the um, sort of feeling that you're actually um, performing for people. I think that's as far yeah, as it's gonna go. <laughs> headphones on a short leash. I think. Well, I think what it is is the headphones <laughs> themselves just aren't very long. I can't lean in. I can't pull my head back. <laughs> I can't actually sit upright right now. Sorry. Um, I can actually. I could switch you spots. Oh, it's cool. Are you sure? Because it would work. I got a little bit of a longer cord. Okay, okay. All yeah, right. maybe. Switch, switch me spots. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Does that sound better? Uh-huh. You I look like know. you're studying in the library instead of recording I, a podcast. I actually have some music on in here. Oh, is that... Yeah, so I can't hear you guys. Me and Tom recorded an entire episode. One time, me and Tom... Uh, had to go back in and put those headphones on underneath our actual headphones <laughs> and record a laugh track over an episode. Yeah. Because you didn't get enough yeah. laughs. Well, in the real well that too. But uh, we, I think we missed our audio was mismatched somehow to the other. So we basically had to just dub. Yeah. We had to cut Got everything it. we said uh-huh. over. Track. Yeah. Be- a little behind the scenes. A little. Be- uh, wow. Yeah. Making the what was the VH1 and it was our most listened show? to episode and it was completely uh, cobbled together. Yeah, yeah. Mom, <laughs> we're both friends. We're boasting our own legend here. <laughs> <laughs> my friends have this idea for a TV show. It's called Make Do, <laughs> and like the the sort of slogan uh, for the live TV audiences, Make Do. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, you like put people in a situation, and they only have like a lighter, um, a blow up oh, yeah, draft, yeah, okay. and whatever, and you have to right. get them to do something, <laughs> and then the, the audience is like, "Make do," <laughs> <laughs> and then watch you watch them you try watch to figure them it out, try yeah, to figure it out. That's yeah. good. It's like MacGyver, but real time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're on the clock. Yeah, that's good. Fucking MacGyver, that's a reach, man. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> that's like, that guy was awesome. Yeah. You gave him Do you remember when he went, to, uh, he uh, hung out with the Amish for a while? MacGyver did? Like yeah, in real was, life or on the show? No, it was, it was an episode where he crashes his car, and then when he comes to, there's an Amishman standing over <laughs> <laughs> They take him in as their own. So and they like take him in. So is the entire episode like him crafting things out of Amish primitive tools? Yeah, I think he like, I think there is a shunning in the community. 
<laughs> it's like that episode of uh, it's like that M Night Shyamalan movie where he the entire three fourths of the movie you think it takes place in like a primitive um, sort of Amish village and then you find yeah. out like the village. Oh, the village. Oh, I don't know the village? One. You didn't see that, that one. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what ended up happening to MacGyver? Well, there's some shunning, and I think he has to. I think he actually makes peace within the community, um, but at one point he like gets stuck in a barn and has to like rig up some. Always, man. Like sort you, of fire. If you give that guy like fucking dental floss, he can break out of a Turkish prison. Yeah. 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 Uh, did they do that a lot on that show? Did they like go to other cultures? Did no, he, like, that's the only one I know of. Really? They ca- they yeah. kind of did a Russian thing for yeah. a little bit. Really? Yeah. Remember Murdoch? Murdoch was the main bad dude on there, uh, which is a perfectly good name for the main bad dude. So there's not been what you're telling me though is there's never been an East Kentucky Apple um, MacGyver. Uh, We'd have to go to the tape. I, know. I don't know. He like fashions a flechette out of a Mountain Dew bottle <laughs> <laughs> and a fish hook. <laughs> He uh He's making do. Yeah, he's he's making, he's making do. Make he do. he's he Mountain uh, Dew could be the sponsor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he uh sends a smoke signal by burning some trash. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. He um let's see. He uh he has to improvise a mountaintop removal explosive device and um yeah, because that's the he's whole... He's got to figure out how to keep the retention pond from, yeah. like... He's got to put a finger in the dike of the <laughs> yeah. retention pond. He's, he's got a yeah, little yes. Dutch boy of Appalachia. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, damn, how the fuck do we not have jobs writing tele- television? I just I don't understand I've that. I've got so many ideas. I do, too. I really do, too. The other day, I had an idea for a show called Wedding Camp. And um, so, it's essentially, it's like road rules... Uh-huh. But the end object is a wedding. <laughs> oh, hold okay. on a second. Okay, keep going. All but, your friends. So road, road Rules was basically real world on wheels? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's but like they had to do... real world with physical challenges. But they had to do physical oh, yeah, yeah, challenges yeah, okay. and stuff. Yeah. It was... Uh, but I don't know. I guess it'd be a little bit different because the whole point actually would be to bring in a bride and a groom and... Uh, all their friends and family and like put them in a isolated place for oh, maybe a month and then just see what happens with the central objective of planning a wedding I see okay it would be it would be an interesting examination of the institution of not marriage but weddings themselves the why we have the production them, yeah, the, the production the of the capitalist them. enterprise exactly of yeah. exactly mm. uh, the whole postmodern um, media s- media aspect of mm-hmm. them. We could do a crossover with Make Do, where <laughs> the, <laughs> the people at camp, they're you're like you have toilet paper, yeah, um, some peanut butter, <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, paper clips. You have to make a wedding dress. <laughs> make, make a, yeah. Yeah, Project make the whole Runway, wedding out of that. right? Feed yeah. everybody. Make a wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. You, but you have to do all the things. Like, you have to make a bou- bouquet out of peanut butter and toilet <laughs> paper and paper clips. You have to make a... A cake. A cake, a, f- um, a garter. Right, right. You have to make music. A ring. T- to dance yeah. to. Yeah, you're right. Music. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know who would be really good at make do is Jesus. 
Because <laughs> he had like two fish and a little. Yeah, he could just. Yeah, you're right. Jesus would have been people. an amazing contestant on Make. He would have been the Ken Jennings of Make Day. <laughs> I just don't think that's legal. You know, he he can just take the peanut butter, turn it into wine. That's true. Like, <laughs> that's true. We got ourselves a party. I have to go to the judges, and then they just make a little beep beep sound, and he's disqualified. Right. Yeah. Right. Damn. Yeah, you're right. Um, there was a. There was a guy from East Kentucky that had... There was a guy from Ledger County that had his own TV show. Was it the Turtle Man? Turtle Man. Yeah, or, or the the Snake Man of Appalachia. Turtle Man was Western Kentucky, I think. Right? Oh, really? I don't know. I think it's Turtle Guy. All I know <laughs> is I was at Scott's at Whitco one day, and this guy was telling me all about the Turtle Guy because he knows all about him. And he goes, buddy, they got a big pond up at his house. It's like that uh, Thoreau. <laughs> the the roof. The roof. <laughs> I was He's like, going for the roof. Like, yeah. He's like, help me out. It's <laughs> like that's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> well, Wiley's got those, or uh, Jim Webb's got the Walden Pond. Yeah, right. How is it up there? Is it pretty it nice? Was, it was so nice. Yeah, let's go there. Yeah, it was like the best way to experience seed time because they just turned on the radio, but oh, so yeah. you can listen to seed time, but you're in a pond. Right, oh, man. That Swimming is in a pond. That is nice. Yeah, we should we should have done that, but yeah, there wasn't anybody else, just us and the flamingos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm sorry we had to do this here. My house is a bit of a mess, but um, that's nice. Is it? What do you think houses? What do you think dirty houses looked like like 500 years ago? Like, did you just have like rubble? Like I think houses were dirty five hundred yeah. years ago. <laughs> They're like covered in coal dust and <laughs> soot. Damn. But Dude. they didn't have like consumer pro- products just like a hundred. But what if like back in the day, you know how like frat boys today like decorate their apartments with empty liquor bottles? Uh-huh. Maybe that was the thing back oh, they put in the last 16th century. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, this is how I decorate the home. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in a frat house for two. Yeah. What's the point of that? Why do they decorate their houses like that? I, is it to show how much they can drink? I think I think that <laughs> the how, idea how is how much like, they've drank in their lives. I think that that's the idea is to flex on everybody that can't drink like they can. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um... I can give you all an, an inside peek to that world. I love yeah. the Eternity guy. If you yeah. got any questions, I'm happy yeah. to fill well, them. I like one time we were all sitting around. Uh, everybody, a bunch of us were over at Tom's apartment one time, and we were all sitting around talking about cults. And then Tom just busted in there with all this shit about fraternities. And once you put it that way, it is absolutely oh, yeah. cult. Yeah. Were you hazed? I wasn't hazed, but I I belonged to a Did you haze? You're a hazer, no, not I, a hazy. No, it's not like one of those hazers haze, you know, hazers haze. The hazed haze. Yeah. You didn't like hi, you didn't handcuff somebody to a chair and just hope spray a water hose at their face for no, six, I didn't seven really hours. get into the whole uh, you know, sort of pomp and circumstance and ritual and ceremony and yeah. all that stuff of it. I just you, kinda like oh. to party. Yeah. I guess you pr- probably wouldn't be a good Catholic. <laughs> I take it back a little bit. I kind of do like <laughs> ritual. I take. I, I do like ritual and ceremony. You do like a little bit. You do. I do like a little. I bit. like the ritual and ceremony. Yeah. Do you I, think it's good for us? Do you think we need to have it? Yeah. I think we do. I think we need to see. I we need to have stories. I'm the. I. I see. I. I've. Uh, it's really more of an aesthetic thing than comes from any 
place of authenticity. But I, I say fuck ritual, man. That's uh, I don't think it's I don't think you need it. It's fighting words. <laughs> what's 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 realize who you're talking to, Terrence? I know, I know. What's the rash, what's the rationale behind it? Um, because uh, I'm trying to think of what a person who actually believed this would this say. This sounds a little bit too close to Kanye for me. <laughs> like emancipate yourself from mental slavery. Yeah, yeah. Like bust all the rituals. <laughs> like let's talk. Yeah. Like tear down all the altars. That's who I'm. That's who I'm going for. Uh-huh. That's who I'm going for. I get, I draw my intellectual inspiration from Kanye. I before a couple months ago, you wouldn't have been too far in the woods to have done that yeah well the thing about it now is that he has adopted it's really funny it's so obvious he's adopted the position that the most punk rock position you can take is conservatism you know like oh the culture <laughs> the is Milo line. Yeah, yeah the culture is predominantly liberal that's the hegemony like it's actually subversive and countercultural to be conservative and what it is is just a complete lack of political imagination <laughs> totally so, well just yeah. any kind of any kind of imagination right. that's right well, it's that, and it's also the fact that politics is now just entertainment. And so there's really no, like Kim Kardashian going to the White House. It was yeah. really insane. And that's why, like, earlier you were like, I feel like we're, there's like a lot of people talk about, like, that feels like you're in a simulation, and that's really just why, because we're not used to living in a world where politics is entertainment in the way that it is now. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, Maybe. I, I think ritual's good. Oh, 180. 180. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just abruptly said that. <laughs> All I, I had to do was good. bring up content. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I no, I think it's good. What's our early reviews of the album? Of the Kanye album? Oh, I haven't. Did I you haven't listen to it? Listen no. yet? Okay. Well, we'll table that discussion for another day. You, you guys can go if you want. No, that's. <laughs> 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 I saw something you posted. <clears throat> Does it look like a strip mine on the, the cover of the on album? The cover, yeah, it's like somewhere in Wyoming. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure it's not a strip job, but like for us, it would be a strip job. Yeah. Right, right. Mm. That would be badass, though. I would take it. If it was like, that was Kanye's new aesthetic. That's He's where like you strip job all videos. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye should start wearing coal mining stripes because that's like the one fashion, that like, you know, his fashion aesthetic is so fixated on. Uh, just blandness, you know, the sort right, of like right. peasant, uh, proletariat. Well, look. Justin Timberlake had that uh, red bandana. Yeah. Super Bowl red bandana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. He's yeah. like uh, representing the UMWA. That's right. Yeah. A real redneck. Uh-huh. Is that is that is that really the etymology of redneck? I've I've I think so. I heard that there's like there are competing theories, but that's one I like to believe. Yeah. I'm gonna choose to believe that with you. Yeah. 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 But that makes sense. Yeah. Well, so um I was gonna say something and I'm so zanned out of my head it just lost me. Was it about rituals? It was about rituals. I'm losing my voice, I'm sorry. What's going on, guys? Um, <laughs> Wanna talk about it? Yeah, I don't it's just uh <laughs> it's just been a long week. I'm writing my memoirs. Oh, it's really? taking a lot out of me. Are you really Are writing you really? memoirs? You just no, I keep telling Tom that. <laughs> but I have started writing again. Nice. And um, I went home, told outside Terrence is writing his memoirs. He's so young for that. <laughs> no, there's plenty of people <laughs> who've done that. That's what I text. I text Tom. I was like, "Do you think I'm too young to write my memoirs?" <laughs> Lena Dunham's done it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Doesn't really present a good argument for it, but 
Um, oh. I've been thinking about reading my memoirs. Reading them? <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about going back and reading my old journal. Oh, <laughs> well, see, God. that's the thing. That's why I'm doing it because I can't, I find like I can't journal anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, reason- I need inspiration for my past self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to channel, I don't know, maybe I'm that lost right now. Or Y'all something. have yeah. that like uh, portrait of the artist as a young person moment where you're like just so cringed out by what you wrote when you were like 21. 100%. That, yeah. I don't know. Light it on fire. Yeah. yeah. Well, the reason I can't journal... Is that I, I read back in it. I'm like I'm I'm so annoying. I'm so whiny. I hate the voice that journaling requires. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's hard to not have that voice. It's very difficult. It is. What does that say about you us? Read that are some other people who don't have it. Right. In their journal. Some read some other writer journals. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't journal yourself. Okay. Like Emily Dickinson and like uh, yeah. Woodrow Wilson. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking like Joan Didion. Oh, okay. yeah, that's right. maybe better choice. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, but but it, yeah, Woodrow. I don't know. I have no idea what his tone would be. <laughs> uh, casual anti-Semitism. <laughs> uh, healthy dose of uh, well, definitely racism. Right. What does that say about us, though? That our inward, self-reflective voice is quite often insufferable. To us. Oh, God. Or is yeah. it insufferable to others as well? I think it is. You read yeah, probably. Sometimes you read other people's diary entries and you're like, I mean, not like in real time. I mean, like historical Sometimes people. Sometimes you snoop. Into <laughs> Sometimes, Sometimes you break into your, your friends. Your friends, you look under their bed. You read all of their like, deepest darkest. And you're like, why is his diary voice so annoying? <laughs> Man, what a little bitch, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. No. I mean like the historical people though. Like you, it, it, it's easier to sort of put it in narrate narrative form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people were also better writers, I I think. You're probably right. Cuz you just oh. had more practice. Yeah. You were, you were writing letters to everybody. Right. And now all we write is texts. <laughs> yeah. Old-timey people weren't that good at texts. Yeah. They yeah. couldn't write a text. There's no way. I'm a total sucker for like the um like music autobiographies, but like really bad ones that are like co-written with other journalists. Like yeah. I just read Gucci Mane's and I was just enthralled by it. But then at the same time, you know, when you read that shit, that they're leaving out all the good shit that would incriminate them in certain right. situations. Right. When surely they have like a ghostwriter, right? Yeah, they always yeah. do. Yeah. What's that Roman Polanski film where Ewan, Ewan McGregor plays a ghostwriter? Did you see that? Uh-uh. And, uh... I hate to say I liked it. There was a lot of Roman Polanski films I like. He's a yeah. total wow, piece wow, of shit. I mean, he's wow, a piece of shit. Wow. I, I will What's say that he's about you? I don't know. I don't want to explore <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to Oh, I read Loretta Lynn's. Yeah. What was your thoughts on that? Oh, it made me like her less. It sucked. Yeah. Why? Is she like a well, person? Well, it's very defensive. It has a lot of... Uh, folksy dialect Yeah Like over the top Like just Trying to folk yeah. it out Oh yeah And uh, Like drop G's On every, no G's in Me and daddy Was <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah And then You know She goes in She goes in On women's lib 
Oh no way! She is which is funny because she was a total Trump supporter, but she's kind of like looked at this like as this feminist icon because of the pill and other things. Yeah, I bet she does have what might be considered feminist politics, but she would never take you know in a certain way. Yeah, Yeah. in this kind of nuanced way, but she would never ever take that label. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I know a lot. I have a lot of women. Like in my family, that are like that. Oh I yeah, my mom's very yeah. much like that. Yeah, who, who just would yeah would turn their nose up at some sort of life. Well, yeah, um, yeah, but are are also fiercely independent. Yeah, I mean, saying you know what I'm saying, like totally, like I don't know. That sounds problematic in its own way, but you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, into being an empowered individual. Right. But yeah, can't right. Take the label on. Right. Right. I think that's pretty common. The one that we, uh, the one book that was like, that every dude read in like it, between ages sixteen and like twenty one was the Anthony Kiedis. Um. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, oh, wait, wait, scar wait. tissue. <laughs> yeah, scar tissue. So, recent, a few months ago, um, John Sales came to. Yeah. Yeah. Charleston. Yeah, the director. Yeah, the director of <laughs> Mate One, the um, independent film director. Yeah. And. Uh, I ended up having breakfast with him and uh, we were like asking him about what projects he wanted to work on next and he was like I really want to do a film about Anthony Kiedis (laughs) (laughs) and was that excited about it really yes yeah and if you look on his Wikipedia page it says that he's had a project about him in the works for like 10 years What? he's like fascinated because I think his dad was like some kind of Maybe he was a jazz musician or something. Anthony so Kiedis? Anthony dad. So he had this weird musical <laughs> background, and and John Sales was just like fascinating. He was just like he would go to these parties <laughs> in the valley with his dad, and then he be- becomes like a you know he's in this band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> You're like, wow. I don't get it. Like, what is it about John Sales' p- personal autobiography? Well, yeah, I don't he know. Parallels with his own life or something. I mean, but the thing is, John. All of John Sayles' movies are good. What what else so, has he done besides Mate One? I've never seen any of his films. What are some of the themes in his films? Well, he always has a pretty big ensemble cast, right? Um, it's like I never saw I, Mate so, One. Oh, you got to see Mate One. Yeah, Willis, um, Willie and Have you seen Mate One? I've like <laughs> fallen asleep watching it <laughs> in <laughs> class. <laughs> Several God. times we wa- like it was one of those films we had to watch in like elementary school. Yeah, I'm really. sure, I'm sure. We're Philistines, um, the better own culture. So I just read this novel that he wrote called Union Dues. That's about a young kid growing up in West Virginia doesn't want, in the late '60s doesn't want to work in the mines. Um, runs away to Boston and gets in with this like socialist group. Really? Yeah, it's it's set in '68, so right after the DNC um, riots. Uh, but and also in that novel, he's working out the plot to meet one. But yeah, he's really into labor stuff, labor history. Yeah. Um, I just saw one. I think it's called Mud Honey, about the blues. It's like oh yeah, saving this juke I joint. Think I've seen that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not um, seeing it. He has another uh, movie called Brother from Another Planet. Is it? And you think it's gonna be bad, but it's. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's you a think parody. It's gonna be problematic. You think it, yeah, you think it's gonna be problematic, <laughs> but it's a parody. It's pretty. It's pretty good. I was thinking Undercover yeah. Brother for a second. Yeah, I was thinking that doesn't seem like consistent with his catalog. 
Mm. Yeah. I don't know that movie. Yeah. You probably would if you saw it. It's got the guy from, um, uh, isn't he on Walk Hard? Um, the guy that's like, you don't want none of this shit, do we? <laughs> is it Eddie Griffin? Is Eddie Griffin? Eddie Griffin is yeah. in it, but I don't think he's the main he's guy. He's not the main guy, yeah. I don't know. I love Anyways. Griffin. What are some other books, though, that like were big, like the Scar Tissue book? Like It seems like... Uh, I remember reading the Bob Dylan Chronicles, Chronicles book yeah. when I was like a senior in high school. I was like, I'm so cool. <laughs> I think I was in college. Um, oh, well, like Unbearable Lightness of Bean or like oh, is 100 that? Years of Solitude. Those are like college books. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but something that everyone reads and you feel like you're someone. Something that people read independently. I guess we're talking about musician autobiographies, right? Well, Tom, you've got a lot of those though, don't you? Man, I love. I got uh, Prodigy from Mob Dick, who's on my shirt actually, fortuitously. Uh, DMX, Gucci Mane was was yeah. Prodigies is the best though. Prodigy from Mob Deep is the high water mark for. Music autobiographies. It's wow. really good. Cause he pulls no punches. Damn. What about the Leuven Brothers? Um, oh that, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, one. <clears throat> apparently, I've never I read started it. Started that. Haven't, yeah. Haven't See, through. to me, I just, I just give me a good documentary. You know, I'll just take a good documentary. I like to listen to musician autobiographies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like a book on tape. Yeah. Yeah. There's one on Amazon Prime right now about uh, Brian Eno. And it's that so uh, it's yeah. so strange though. It's very inconsistent, like tonally throughout the whole mm. movie. And all of his friends are oh, like, "Oh, documentary, oh, documentary. Oh. like uh, Brian Eno, like to get oh, real I fucked up." Oh, I started watching this. Yeah, and it's a lot of talking heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. David Byrne has some pretty good. They aren't, you know, they're not autobiographical <laughs> necessarily, but how music works and then the bicycle, the one about riding his bicycle over the place was pretty... Oh yeah, I was interested in that one. Yeah. It's I, I read that one, I didn't really yeah. connect that David Byrne was the talking heads guy a long time ago. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. good. This documentary is kind of funny though because it's like, you've got Brian Eno who's this like seemingly put together like very sober guy. Yeah. And uh, and then you've got these like total like um, Keith Richards type British guys who are like we we were down like three or four Jack Daniels in a night, and he betted every single chick. You know, this <laughs> was this, was this like, like Roxy Music era. Yeah, Roxy Music era. Oh well, yeah, oh. I mean, if you look at his style at that point, yeah, I oh, fucking uh, love the eyeliner. Roxy yeah. music. <laughs> oh, Brian yeah. Ferry's the man. Well, this well, this documentary was so fucking dumb because they like tried to make it seem like. Brian Ferry and Brian Eno, like their egos just could not exist mm. in well, the same band. They, and that like and not only that, they had the audacity to say that Roxy Music got worse after Brian Eno left. It's like they got better after Brian Eno left. I think they did. I think Avalon's one of the best records Avalon's, ever yeah, made. Totally. It's so good. There's a story about it's an anecdote <laughs> about Brian Eno, Brian Ferry, and can't remember who the fuck that some other famous dude and they go on vacation together and apparently brown ferry has a real stick up his ass and just like reads on the beach the whole time while they're all out like partying Damn. and enjoying the trap he's just like this is fame. what i like to do on vacation guys <laughs> he's like they say he would like wear a suit out to the beach and yeah <laughs> very like affected you know? interesting interesting um have you seen that brian eno cat food ad no I mean, it's fake, but it's 
it's really good i'll have to show it to you he's like it. in he's in a really nice sweater it's roxy music era he's got like the white mullet i think i have seen this and he has got a, his cat on his lap i think they might have showed it and it's this. like if it's good enough for eno <laughs> purina is good enough for yeah <laughs> or if it's good enough for eno's cat or they have so like a very ambient, nice soundtrack. To <laughs> yeah, it's just a print ad. That's so badass. How like he was just known in the British like press as Eno, just like that was it. Yeah, like Brazilian soccer players are. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Ronaldinho. Yeah, Eno. <laughs> What's his full name? Ronaldinho. No. Brian Eno. Oh, I don't That's know. Not his full name. I thought that was his full name. No, his full name's like sixteen names. What? So I got to the tape. Yeah. What? Is he from aristocracy? He may. I think he actually may be. Mm. Oh, damn. Do you know he's all about like group singing? Really? Yeah. He 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 just likes to get people together and sing. Like she'll be coming around the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Really? I'm serious. Really? Yeah. You can look it up. There's all these articles about how he believes in the power of communal singing and uh he's got a list of the songs he likes to sing and it's like swing low sweet chariot (laughs) that is a very good pick though (laughs) that is a fun song to sing yeah it's a great song it is it is (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll cover that again brian eno's full name yeah yeah put that in splice that in yeah brian peter george saint john le baptiste de la salle eno what the fuck damn so maybe <clears throat> comes from, you know, I will Lina. say, yeah, De La Salina. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I will say that group singing is a, uh, there's really quite nothing like it. You know, you right? could, you could probably walk about 200 feet <laughs> right now from where you're standing <clears throat> and go do it. You could find a, I could find a microphone and say, <laughs> <laughs> listen, Brian Eno's really into group singing. We're, it's good enough for Eno. <laughs> Okay. Good enough for sh- time. Is this like Trillbillies on on the road? Yeah, we, we've two hundred feet away. <laughs> Everybody we, now. We, we, we thought do, about. We doing could that. do a little man on the street at seed time. That well, would be we, fun. Me and Tom thought about setting up a booth down there and just sort of splicing a bunch of uh, interviews together, like MTV or something. Like, hey, why are you out here today? You know, when it's just like a mom and she's <laughs> yeah. like covered in sweat, got eighteen kids running around. Her. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be good. I can see local honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I came to see Slut Pill. <laughs> I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> That's how you know it's a music festival, you guys. I'm losing my voice. <laughs> Just wow. can't stop screaming. I, we need on the seat time bill next year. I don't know what our live would be, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it would be that hard to figure out, Tom. Surely not, right? Yeah, it is. How to yeah, get on the seat time? No, bill? like what our live shtick should be. What a live show would look like for oh, us. Oh, oh. Oh, well, you know, I was thinking that I should read from the reader's vent, which is our version of Speak the Peace. Oh, is it? I think you should do a Speak the Peace bit at your live show. <laughs> yeah. You got this week's Speak Your Peace? Yeah, but I read it with Matt. We, Man- oh, we read right. it with Matt the other day. <laughs> um, <laughs> look at us getting caught recycling bits. <laughs> We're just recycling actual Speak Your Peace, huh? I think there would have to be some kind of audience interaction thing. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, maybe the audience could do make do to you guys. Like, they give you three things that you have to talk about, (laughs) and you have to make do working into the podcast. That is good. That would be good. That's good improv. Yeah. I've done a few improv classes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You can never say no, right? Right. You admit to it. I have to. Sorry. 
Yeah. Karaoke and improv, two things that seemly, seemingly seem normy and dumb, but are really cool or really fun. Everybody likes to bag on improv, and maybe it's just the people associated with it more than the actual <laughs> yeah. art of it. Well, stand-up, improv stand-up kind of sucks, usually. But improv, like, acting. It like, seems uh, fun if you're part of It's kind of like old-time music. If you're playing it, if you're doing it, it's fun, but <laughs> yeah. if you're watching it, you're just like... It's not a good spectator. Right, no. right. It's right. a participatory activity. Right. We have to have a group that's good, has good rapport. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, for example, we've improv the first 33 minutes of this episode. Yeah, I, I feel like my sense of humor is pretty improv <laughs> Yeah. I just make it up as I go along. That's what I do. That's what yeah. we do. It's, that's it's kind of tough, too, when your brain is Swiss cheese like mine is. But um, on, on we trudge. See, sometimes I get really worked up because I'm like... If I'm going to improv, I have to have all this like content ready. Like, what have I seen this week? What have I read? But I haven't done shit. I've played Stardew Valley for like. What's Stardew Valley? This is it's a farming video game. Oh no, <laughs> Farm, Farmville. This is what you do. It's insane. The whole premise is like you work in a corporation and you're like totally just done with it. You're, you just want to, and your grandpa is about to die, and he's like. Hey, you can have my farm. So you take it. You move to this little farm in the middle of nowhere. Everybody in town's trying to fuck you because you're like the new person in town. You're the hot farmer. You're, you're the hot new farmer in town. Um, you sell your vegetables and you can do some mining, you know, if you want. <laughs> a little mining on yeah. the side. <laughs> <laughs> that's been that's about that's all I've wow. been doing. It's so it's like sim <laughs> farm. Pretty much, yeah. Huh. You have like a. That's what. That's that's. Um, it's so funny though. It's so like strange that like we're simulating just everyday experiences now. But it's not that strange when you think about it. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> like you know when people win the lottery, they they say that they just do things that they would normally do, but right. like a little bit more extravagant. <laughs> like they don't right. bust out of their comfort zone. They're just like, huh? Right. That must just be kind of like for Kid Rock and his yeah trailer. Yeah. Did you listen to that? <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very weird. Yeah. But you're right. That must be the explanation for me and Matt were talking about it last night. He was like, "Man, I hope Kid Rock doesn't hear that." I was like, "Are you serious? Like that's the best possible thing that could happen." I to thought us. he was pretty. Um, you know, it was pretty positive. Yeah, I thought so it too. rehabilitated him. I thought. Gave him a glowing <laughs> review. We re- we really did rehabilitate Kid Rock and Guy Fieri in the same episode. <laughs> Didn't Kid Rock go to the visit Trump at the White House though? I think he did. I think he's a Trump guy. I I don't think Matt seemed to know that. Yeah, I don't think he did either. Maybe he just after his experience, he was <laughs> he became a Kid Rock apologist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> a rock apologist. Right. <laughs> Would you give pause to go to Kid Rock's house? We were asking this the other night. What's like the, uh, what what is a celebrity whose house you would not go to? Harvey Weinstein. Well, they'll, yeah, there's that the the monster of anybody that's not been accused of a crime of a, of a sex crime or a murder, uh, right? I, if right. I but was, just might be shitty Kevin in their Spacey. politics. Or if whatever. I was accompanied, I would probably go to <laughs> to Harvey Weinstein's house. No, no, no. Oh, to Kid Rock. <laughs> to Kid like, I wouldn't house. go there by myself. Right. But if right. I was like. Rolling with the crew, yeah, like right. a mutual friend, or yeah, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right. That makes that makes total sense. Um, I like to um, sort of pretend, like meet p- famous people and pretend that I don't know they're famous. <laughs> <laughs> just to, like so, do a head strategy, yeah, well, kind of, but just like so. So one example, I 
I was living in DC and my friend it was like friend of a friend had this dance show and Ian Mackay's wife did the music for this dance right. performance and they had a brunch afterwards and I was sitting on the porch next to Ian Mackay and was like oh man I'm like whoa this Ian Mackay pretty cool right kind of nervous and I was just like I'm just gonna act like I don't know who he is so we can ha- actually have a good conversation and at the time I was uh interning at the American Folklife Center and like doing all this uh digitizing music and transcribing old folk songs and whatever and started talking to him about that and uh all of a sudden we realized that we had this mutual friend where in this recording studio where he would record in New York right and so anyway we like continued chatting and had a really nice conversation and then the next week he went to um that studio to record and he was like Stacy I met your friend Emily this weekend she was really interesting she seemed to have no uh, knowledge of music past 1940 <laughs> 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 so he thought I was like some like folk diamond in the rough like untouched oh that's uh, that's so good <laughs> that is too good he he wrote and maybe your old conversation was the impetus for this but he wrote this like really cool piece one time about like how he his worldview is that 99.9999% of the people on earth have no fucking clue who Ian McKay is and he kind of likes it he kind of likes the idea of just fading away rather than like right. worrying about like your legacy after you die and all this kind of stuff right. and I thought it was a really cool thing but now I know where it came from well, that's uh, cool I yeah. do yeah but I do worry about my legacy though <laughs> <laughs> do you yeah. worry about your legacy at all you were thinking a little about bit it. a little bit yeah maybe yeah I, don't I think know. that's this is why people have children or write a memoir yeah, so they don't. They're like, I just my legacy is going to continue. Right. What if you do both? That's a double legacy. That's <laughs> that's a lot of legacy you've racked up. Yeah, but when when you have kids, you're really complicating your legacy. Yeah, you are. Because what if one of them grows up to do something insane? Yeah. What? A, yeah, one of them grows up to be. You're just kind of uh, letting go of some control. Yeah. Which is maybe a you're good rolling thing. the dice. Yeah. Really. Maybe that's part of the human experience. <laughs> Damn. I haven't rolled that many dice in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I've never played a dice game. Oh, I got into this I mean I was being metaphorical, but uh, Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, you don't come think of I've never played a dice game either. <laughs> I only think in literal terms, Emily. <laughs> Wait, but you've never rolled any metaphorical dice? Well, I've rolled like, a lot of metaphor. I dice. just ha- <laughs> <laughs> I do every day when I wake up. I just mean like I haven't <laughs> living, man. I haven't made any like dice rolls on my legacy. Like I don't own property. Uh-huh. I don't have children. <laughs> Not married. Right, right. It's just like I'm pretty in control of my legacy right now. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. in the driver's seat. You're in the driver's seat. Yeah. Right. That's how I feel be. about my legacy right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say that like my like it's a lot more precarious than I even can realize. I need the little cord <laughs> keyboard here to. Uh, 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 uh. Fuck. Uh, you're right though. You really ro- you're rolling. A, you're taking a big gamble. Yeah. Uh, having 
those kids. Hey, let me interject here real quick. Could I step away for five minutes, go grab Alex, and yeah, take her home? She does. She's stranded with no ride. Yeah. Uh oh. I feel bad. Continue to podcast with them. Okay. Sounds so, good. So y- feel free to chat amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. Are you gonna bring her back? Should up we here? turn this off? Are we? St- why are we still talking? No, I'm gonna in the take microphones? her home because she's gonna get up with both ways. I think. Okay. All right. Okay. I will. We'll just keep going. We'll fuck it. Why not? Yep. Okay. Get some get some B roll or something. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We'll figure out. Where's that keyboard? <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't don't record anything without me. Just B roll for you know something yeah. else. How I do you get one of those camo hats? Uh, Matt Carter. Okay. Go see Matt Carter. I think I have to make a donation to get one. See, I don't think they make those anymore. Though. Oh, that's old school. That's the old school kind. Those are nice. Uh, the new kind has like a little circle in the middle. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's different camo. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. You got any bits for us? Um. I could on. pull up the reader's vent. Yeah, pull up the reader's vent. I don't know what bits I would have. Let me think about this. Um, I was thinking about maybe one bit. I haven't fully fleshed it out last night, let out yet, because I only thought about it last night. It's not even really clever or funny at all. Now that I think about it. But I was thinking about um, if I did tours of Letcher County um, on the railways. You know how, like, on cartoons or movies or real life, actually, this is not a fake fictional thing, they have that trail, that train thing that you do. The hand car. Hand car. This is like... Yeah, this is a dream of mine. <laughs> and I just I give tours around Letcher County on the I rails love on it. that. And yeah, I love it. I, I, not take a, everybody take a look to the right. <laughs> and, you know, I just like talk like the old timey uh-huh. voice the whole time. Uh-huh. You be, used to be able to get a pack of cigarettes for thirteen cents here. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd have to um, you'd have to yield for all the freight trains like Amtrak. Yeah, I would. But imagine how jacked I'd get. There's like eight oh, yeah, train sure. cars, and I'd just be like, I bet it's a good leg workout too. Yeah. Like rowing? A horrific murder happened right here next to the North Fork of the Kentucky River. Okay, hold on. I've, I'm finding some. <laughs> Just jack. That would be pretty awesome. Okay. But answer to the question of why people drive fifty uh, dollars to $60,000 off-road trucks. The simple answer is we can. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can. Wait, wait, wait. Read that again. The answer to the question of why, why people, people drive fifty to sixty thousand dollar off road trucks. The simple answer is we can. we can. Fuck. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. One of the thing that scares things that scares me so much is um how much climate change greenhouse gases come from automobiles. Like you can easily regulate power plants and shit, sure. But how the fuck are you gonna regulate a, bu- like a side by side, millions of people. You're right. So not even side like diesel trucks and like. I mean, oh I guess you yeah, could, yeah, yeah. You could regulate the car auto industry to stop making them. Uh huh. But oh no, they're gonna. There'd be like an armed interaction. I don't think there's. I don't think we're going to. Well, you can just um, just diesel will no longer be available. Yeah. But people might start hoarding their <laughs> hoarding their gas. Yes. Right. If I knew about economics, I'd be able to tell you what that would do to the price of gas, but I don't know. I think, it, I think the price goes up. Price goes up. Demand goes <laughs> right? Demand right. Go- since demand goes up, the price goes price, up. Is that right? Uh, I think so. Demand 
It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. It's this really bizarre spatial, like cognitive. I'm not good at economics. I'm not either. I'm not either. Um, Oh, man. What? Hit us with Oh, wait. There is a gas price uh, um, reader's fan. I love the gas price ones. All these people who whine and complain about gas prices. If it goes up 15 cents, what is that? You don't complain about paying four to five dollars for a cup of coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> Forty or four to five. Four to five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is so great. Okay, we have a Kennedy uh, Kennedy call out right now. Oh hell yeah! When President Kennedy made a person from West Virginia the first recipient of food stamps, he had no idea what he was doing. He created a state where people expect welfare benefits and want to sit on their butts and collect them. <laughs> people need to work for what they want. Thanks, Kennedy. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> wow. Still holding that. Yeah, that's a long. Kennedy. Yeah, that is a long time to hold on a grudge. Yeah. Wow. Damn. 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 Okay. We have some real dimwits using the Armstrong Tunnel on Shady Side Road in St. Albans. <laughs> I have been past when I stopped due to a yellow light. These morons blow past me and into the tunnel with precious few seconds before a car enters from the other end. Precious few. (laughs) There are also bicycle riders and pedestrians using the tunnel. Use your limited brain cells before you kill someone. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, precious is a common word used in the reader's vent. Yeah. Here we go again. I guess Governor Justice will be off again so he can run that golf tournament his, at his precious Greenbrier. Yeah, it was another precious precious few seconds, precious Greenbrier. Yeah. Damn. Um, We don't have tunnels here. You guys got a lot of tunnels in West Virginia. We, I guess we do. Well, we have like the ones that go through the mountains. Right. We don't have that. And then we have, I think this one is like this one-way tunnel. Yeah. In St. Albans, tiny little town. Tiny little tunnel. Tiny little precious tunnel. <laughs> okay, let me see if there's any other good ones. Wow. What? Terms like hate speech are the very reason we have the First Amendment. Who are you to quantify what hate is? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you might not like what someone has to say, but believe me, you don't have to hate someone to summarize the truth about them. Holy shit. Go burn some books and shut your mouth. Damn. <laughs> wow. Wow. We also have um someone who apparently worships Zeus. Really? Yeah. Zeus knows my heart. <laughs> That's how you know he know he can hear when you talk to him. You can feel it in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I worship the old gods. That'd be Yeah, it's, it's like Game of Thrones. Right, right. I worship the old like gods. Like all these all these right. Christians here in Charleston, West Virginia. They don't <laughs> yeah. know nothing. Yeah, they're like so Zeus, like no The old gods and the new gods. Yeah. Zoroaster. <laughs> Big into Zoroaster. Um, yeah, that that was that was pretty good. What's Zoroaster up to these days? Who's Zoroaster? Uh, people are still Zoroastrians, aren't they? It was like an early like Persian religion. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, it was like a, it was like the main religion in Persia before Islam, Shia Islam. Whoa. Yeah. What was the principle? It was uh, monotheistic. It was okay. one of the earliest monotheistic religions huh. too. And his name was Zoro. Zoroaster. Did he wear a mask? A um, black mask and ride prob- a horse? He probably did. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
sort of stuff. Yeah, like Zorro he, and a pederast or combined. <laughs> Yeah, right. He's yeah. He just he just like wants to get with Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> wants to ride on that horse. Um, Zorro and pederasting, really amazing. <laughs> that this is a make do. <laughs> yeah, and here you're giving pederast right. and Zorro. Yeah, yeah. You could do make do with like s- cultural um, signifiers and uh, totally and. Or like, you know, it's similar to that Wikipedia game. Yeah. Yeah, like six... Six degrees six, of separation. Right, exactly. Wikipedia game. That would be exactly. good. Exactly. What I wonder what six degrees of separation between Zoroaster and Anthony Kiedis would be. Whoa. Damn. <laughs> I've never really played this game. The thing is, once you start going somewhere, you can't go back, right? You just have to commit to it. I think... Like no, if you're gonna jump you, from Zoro to you can. Tonto, you can go back. Yeah. You can go back if but it, it does counts it. as one of your moves or no. All you need to do is it's 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 in a time, uh, whatever. Oh, it's um, timed. It's timed. When we did we did, uh, we did it with Tom and Carrie, we didn't uh-huh. time it. But okay. so all you're trying to do is find the least amount of moves to that thing in the given time. Yeah. Okay. So you can go back. That's a hard game. Right. Pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only game I play actually. I thought you played that video game. I also <laughs> uh, and but no dice games. <laughs> yeah, no dice games. Outlaw and dice no, games. No dice games. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, memoirs. What's your chosen form of like self-reflection, though? Oh, avoid chosen, it. Chosen mode. You just <laughs> drugs. Just no, no. It, I <laughs> push I do, it to the back of your mind. I do keep a journal. Um. I've always kept a journal. Right. Sometimes more active than other times. Right. Um, I like frameworks. Like, I like tarot cards because it just provides a framework. Right. Astrology. I recently did a little astrological workshop, like, online. Right. And I found it very helpful. Yeah. Uranus is in Taurus for the first time ever in our lives, too. God damn. I know. (laughs) God damn. I had a, I had it's fucking a, me up. I, I kind of thought so. Yeah. I kind of just. You're like, is Uranus is in Taurus? Is fucking Taurus right now? I can tell. This is everybody's the feeling weird. Look on everybody's face. <laughs> um, that's helpful. Uh, I'm experimenting with therapy. Yeah. I so I recently found someone who I really like. Really. Um, and this is only the second therapist I've been to. Really. First one was real bad. Really. Oh yeah. <laughs> She like gave me a book called The Wonder of Girls <laughs> <laughs> written by a man. She was like I, she was like so I haven't read this written by a man written called by The man, Wonder of, of Girls. Girls. Yeah. He was a Zoroaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Imagine if that was on your CV. <laughs> you want people to take you seriously. Like, I'll write a book called Wonder of Girls. <laughs> in yeah. 2006. Yeah. yeah. So, she and she was like, I haven't read it, but maybe it would help you. And it's about, like, being a girl, being a seven-year-old girl. <laughs> I was like, I am an adult You're woman. You're like an adult. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. She, she just seemed very... She actually seemed quite nervous. You're right. And um was pretty inarticulate and she would try to 
summarize what I was saying and then I felt bad because she was so inarticulate that I like tried to explain what she was trying to explain to me. Right. Right. But maybe that was part of her shtick. Yeah. Like she's she getting me was... to rephrase what <laughs> I just told her. It's so hack though. Yeah, I know. It's so hack. And that yeah, and then this this other lady is just like total badass, cool. Like just someone you'd want to hang out with. Does she use frameworks? No, she no, we were just just chatting she like gave some examples from her own life which i like yeah. does she ask you things like so what is your preferred mode of self-reflection <laughs> no she, no actually i don't think a very I creepy question in hindsight. Uh, no she's um she's like tell me about your family yeah <laughs> it's kind of like a first date actually yeah yeah it's great i had a therapist for a while but she wasn't very good yeah that's the thing like after I went to that first lady, I was like, oh, I just want someone who's really smart and can like figure out my shit. Right. And uh, I was talking to a friend about this and she was like, you want, you want like a mental dominatrix? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I do. So, <laughs> I just want like someone to like yeah. crack the whip. Right. Get me, get me in Chain shape. Chain you up and yeah. crack the whip. Damn. Yeah. Maybe that's what we... Maybe that's what we all need to some extent. Yeah, but I then I sort of realized maybe that would mean I wasn't doing enough of the work. Yeah. Like if someone super smart is just like, <laughs> let me just rearrange these things and your <laughs> life will just <laughs> make sense. <laughs> you know, some kind of mastermind, that might not be that good either. Yeah, I think they call that manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so they should be smart, but not too smart. Not too smart, right? Yeah. Or like smart enough to make you do the work. That's to make yeah. you feel figure it out on your own, or to at least make you think that you're doing the work. Yeah, to figure right. it out exactly. That that that's leading you to water. Right, right. You think like uh, me and Tom? It, this is the most cliche question I, I I have, but me and Tom were talking about this the other night. Is happiness possible? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> is it is it ontologically possible? Uh, well, is it like even like constant? I mean, w I guess it depends on what you're thinking of as happiness. Like uh, constant, it's all relative, like I guess. constant happiness where you're always right. Or are you thinking of contentment? Yeah, contentment. I guess. Yeah. Tom says no, though. Tom says it's not possible to be happy. Wow, it's pretty dark. <laughs> I mean, I hate to for him, but he said I momentarily, I feel happy in many moments in my life. True, but I do too. Drugs are usually involved. <laughs> 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 but over the like long-term happiness comes and goes. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. Wow. Well, and this concludes another episode <laughs> of the Trivially Workers Party. You will think, all die. Do you think Tom's gonna come back? I don't know. Uh, it would be very Tom-like to not come back. Really? Yeah. I feel like if any of my friends were to just, like... Ghost. Ghost, it's Tom. I hate to say that. He's one of my best friends. Do you think he's having, do you think he's having a rough day? He could be... No, probably not. Okay. I don't know. He didn't seem like he was. Earlier we were watching a little Unsolved Mysteries. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he, he seemed Up to be... Up here? At his house. Uh-huh. Yeah, he seemed to be doing well then. But 
Oh, we were rolling pretty good though, and then it just fucking. Bang. I know. So let me tell you about something I learned about this week. Okay. This is what I usually do when t- when it's just me and Tom. One time, okay. Yeah, I'm a little, I was like, okay, I'll just tell you about something I learned about this. Week. Okay. This week I learned all about the brown marmorated stink bug. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, like that get in your stink, house. Yeah, my cats like to chase them. Around. Oh yeah, they like they love it uh, mm-hmm. until they like bite down and then it's taste awful mm. because they smell horrendous. I don't know if they if my cats actually have killed them before. I'd probably know. That's good. Yeah, that means your cats have impulse control, whereas mine, mm. they do not. Maybe they're just wusses. <laughs> they're that they could can't. They have no killing <laughs> instinct. <laughs> Leon does. Leon's a murderer. Um. The brown marmorated stink bug. Okay. <laughs> What's marmorated mean? That's a good question. I really don't know. Okay. I didn't look it up. Okay. Maybe like stripes? Huh. Okay. Uh, maybe it's a kind of d- demarcation. I'm marmorated. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a marsupial. Yeah. Do they have a little pocket? Maybe they do. Maybe they have a little pocket. Maybe like that's where the stink goes. <laughs> they just pull it out <laughs> and throw it in your face. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Um... So the brown marmorated stink bug, it eats everything. Okay. Is that rain? Oh damn. Yeah. It, it like they like to come in the inside, in the fall and winter and spring, uh-huh. and then they leave the house in the summer uh-huh. and eat everything. They eat like all the vegetables, all the pumpkins, Whoa. fruits. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they just nibble on it. Yeah, but what is so interesting to me about them is that they have negative, what do they call this? I think they call it negative geopolarity, meaning that they always seek out the highest spot. They hate oh, being wow. close to the ground. So like when they like sort of nest up in winter or whatever, uh-huh. they and they've documented this on like dorm buildings and stuff, they will go uh, to the very top floor. No, that explains a lot. Is that weird? Why that do is, they do that's that? very weird. I don't know. Getting about, you know, above yeah water yeah Be, that way you can see all your haters from up there they're <laughs> right. talking shit about my stink yeah Fuck they you. don't have access to google earth yeah. so they have to <laughs> get, get high. yeah yeah wow so that's cool it's pretty cool uh they also have this thing called thigmataxis okay which is the tendency in animals to seek out content to, uh contact contact with another species in of themselves or um, an object, so that's why you find them most like concentrated behind large paintings, underneath mm. pillows. So th- what are they trying to do? They're trying to like get as crunched together as possible. Oh wow! Yeah, they like to cuddle. They like to cuddle. Huh. Yeah, like if humans He's had back. It, you made it. You made it. We're, we're talking. St- about we were struggling. With we that really idea. were. We were talking about thigmotaxis, man. That's that's where I got. I was about to talk about what I learned this week, yeah. which Emily about looks really Emmett bored. Till. Oh I wasn't damn! That bored. You weren't that bored. You thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're talking see? about stink bugs. I did it. We're talking about brown marmorated stink bugs. I heard Emmett Till, <laughs> 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 and I was like. <laughs> I got pretty goddamn heavy. Yeah, yeah sorry. Well. We were just sharing what we learned this week, and I was listening to that book, The Blood of Emmett Till. Oh, okay, okay. And Terrence was learning about stink bugs. That's what I, that's, that's yeah. you know, I have to stay up. What did you learn this week? I, um, <laughs> I've, I've uh, just stayed up really late for that Kanye album that never came <laughs> the other night. Mm. It did come. I mean, it came the next 
Well, not the next day, but you know. Right. Did you watch basketball? I did watch basketball. Is there a game tonight? Sunday. It's game two. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Uh, well, another thing about the stink <laughs> bug. <laughs> <laughs> Since we reach a dead end uh, with Tom's knowledge. Right. Yeah, another thing I learned about, though, not the stink bug, is uh, about the Rocky Mountain Locust. Okay. The Rocky Mountain Locust was, like, at plague levels in the in the 19th century, in the 18th and 19th century. It would just, like, oh. descend on farms. Is that the locust that's in Days of Heaven? I think it's pretty much the same. It's Yeah. Got it. But it went extinct by the end of the 19th century. Around the early, like, 1900s, 1910s, it went extinct. And scientists aren't necessarily sure why. They, you know, they kind of speculate that maybe humans were able to successfully eradicate them and hunt them to death, but that's not established. So, so uh, if you're going to be plagued today, it's likely that locusts won't be what's befalling you. Yeah. Right. So has, is there something that's replaced the locust in the... In the food what? chain? In the 11, is it 11 plagues? 10 plagues? <laughs> uh, I would say le- leprosy's still Le- in play if you're playing with armadillos. Yeah. No armadillos carry leprosy? Really? I think that's true. I did not know that. Yeah. That's a good question, though. Remember John the Baptist liked to eat locusts? My man liked to fucking roast them shits and put it in honey. Eh, that's eat basically it. like a cricket. You yeah, see I the bet chocolate they're good. Crickets? Yeah. I bet it's probably pretty good. Yeah. A little protein. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> no, the... Uh, in, uh, at one point in Missouri, there's another weird thing about it. They were such a problem in Missouri, the state of Missouri was paying people... Like up to a dollar a pound of dead locusts. Like they 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 were commanding their citizens, man, woman, and child, to eradicate these things. They put signs with wow. locusts that like wanted dead or alive. Like, yeah. Instead of a paper route, you just like go <laughs> yeah. kill some fucking locusts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Bring them in in a bag. <laughs> they wanted that. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Do you all know about diatomaceous earth? Oh yeah. And like hippies eat it. Yeah, hippies eat it. What is this? But it can also uh, keep bugs away. Yeah, it's it good. It's really effective at killing fleas. Yeah. Oh, is this the dust you put on your floors when like you got fleas in your house? Yeah. yeah. But like cats and dogs are fine to be around it. Right. Yeah, yeah. But hippies like to eat it. Is it like a digestion thing or? Is it? it I I I've heard that it's edible. I've heard that people yeah. eat it. Yeah. But you have you to had get the bags and version. bags of that in the house when I moved down, or moved back in. Yeah, I did. I used to use it because Leon had it. But the way that it actually kills the fleas is that it's this dust that gets underneath their exoskeleton uh-huh. and essentially causes them to shed and lose their exoskeleton so they just dry out and die. Like the most painful wow. probably. Ima- just like, could you imagine just like mass tragedy on a scale like that? I have a hard time <laughs> is it humane? sympathy for fleas. <laughs> I know. Or ticks. I hate fucking ticks. So it's not. Yeah. So it. So it's. So it is humane. Basically, is what you're saying. Well, something so small. The even if it's an immense pain for them, it's just not. You know, it's <laughs> very brief. Yeah. In the like percentage of pain in the world, it's just. Where nothing. do you? Yeah. If you are really like animal <laughs> rights, if you're really into animal rights and everything, which I guess I would be conceptually, phys- philosophically, uh-huh. but like, where do you draw the line at? It's like where does uh where does life begin? Right. So like, where does life begin? <laughs> Also, begin with a heartbeat. Yeah. Fleas have caused untold suffering to cats, dogs, rodents, humans, even if you want to look at the plague, which I think has been debunked. It wasn't caused by fleas, though, right? It was caused but what, by... think about the circus. <laughs> think about the flea circus. 
Think about all the joy that is brought to people through the flea circus. So we shouldn't yeah, eradicate sure. them. Flea yeah. markets, too? Yeah, you're right. It is a part of our culture okay, now. they've done... <laughs> <laughs> they, have contrib- they have made contributions what to What are the origins show. of the flea market? Like, why is it called that? I've never, that's one of those things uh, I've never stopped to ask. I think I, I knew this at one point. Maybe it was all. Maybe there was a market, and then all the items that people brought into this specific part of the market had fleas on it. So they're like, "That's the flea market." Yeah, There's that's good. That's probably true. <laughs> probably. If you go to any flea market now, there's probably a high percentage yeah. of fleas. I've studied history. I know how history <laughs> unfolds. <laughs> I know how it unfolds. Yeah. <laughs> what about to bring it to circle it back around? What about a uh, flea? Oh, <laughs> Anthony Kiedis' friend. <laughs> The drummer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The drummer who looks exactly like Will Ferrell. Do you think uh, he's susceptible to diatomaceous earth? I don't know. That's where the Somebody should douse from? him in, it in, a show, in a show. Yeah. <laughs> All I knew about Flea is that um, he's a huge L.A. Lakers fan. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm well. not sure why that's relevant to you <laughs> or my audience, but that's kind of interesting. Well, um, so that's all. That's the all the all knowledge I know. That's Red Hot it. Chili Peppers are a really bad band, aren't they? I used to love them, though. I, I hate to admit it. I used to love it. I, I know people that have actually pretty, really astute musical tastes and opinions that that actually make arguments for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but <laughs> I can't. is it Hootman? <laughs> <laughs> Not that guy. Not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> but uh. Sorry, I have a Hoopman. hard time getting past uh, <laughs> roasted. <laughs> uh, when they talk about rap music, is the music that makes them think, right? You know, Red Hot Chili Peppers are all about that. Wait, wait. Is that what they say? Fans of rap mu- music? No, like, like Anthony Kiedis. That's an Anthony Kiedis lyric. Oh, I see. Really? He's, he's talking about rap music, and it's the music makes. Because a lot of people forget Red Hot Chili Peppers were kind of on that like rap rock tip for a little bit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe they've got some. I always like the California. <laughs> <laughs> that comes out. And I'm like, yeah. you like hell yeah, right, baby, baby. Let's fucking turn this shit up. That sounds like. Uh, I thought you were gonna go into California. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the they're, the spread out chili peppers are pretty bad. Um, they're pretty bad. I think it's hard to justify liking them now. Yeah. But was yeah, there, definitely there, we're in high school listening to. I was really into to him in like, my friend's basement. Oh, I was like John for I was like really into like John for Obviously, <laughs> scar tissue. Yeah, do you ever reach a point like in your late twenties to early thirties where you even hesitate to say anything about your past because of how cliche and just um, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I guess I'm not original or unique person at all. This is why I'm going back through uh, old journals to find that seed of originality. <laughs> Got to be there somewhere. That's that's a needle in a haystack, yeah. Emily. Yeah. Maybe I was really for I you, was, probably not. I was pretty weird. Yeah, you were probably original, <laughs> but I was probably I pretty. Uh, I still am. No, I I like some cheesy stuff for sure. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was really one of my favorite bands was Savage Garden. Really, or Savage Garden? Yeah, oh yeah. I was really in the Savage Garden for some reason. I really, and I still think that like the hipsters Wait. of the future might listen to Savage so Garden. So what? Like, what's their hit again? 
They had the chick- cherry cola song. Yeah. Oh. Even, you know that one? It's worse than I you thought. I was thinking yeah. of Soundgarden, maybe. No, Soundgarden's acceptable. I think Soundgarden's a good Chris. Savage, yeah, chick cherry cola Yeah, Soundgarden, uh, I never really got into grunge music. <laughs> I did like Pearl Jam, though. I, li- I liked a lot of PJ. <laughs> I was like, a I was stool. a classic rock person. I like dabbled in mm-hmm. music of the era, but yeah. I, w- I did really love and still sort of do Jethro Tull. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tull. yeah hell wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think, think I'd a, find support with these guys. I like, uh, I still listen to Black Oak, Arkansas, and Molly Hatchet, and like some of those bands that the early appropriators of the Confederate flag. Oh, <laughs> I don't know those bands. <laughs> Leonard Skinner. Was Goose Creek ever, did they ever use the Confederate flag? No. Well, that's good. No, they're, on more of a, they're more of a hippie band. Good on you, Goose yeah. Creek. That's good. But they wrote, Lord, won't you buy me? For Janis Joplin and oh who, no. uh, who who was really? who was who was her band that sang that uh, Big Brother and the Holding Big, Company yeah and the Holding Company yeah <laughs> other guilty pleasures <laughs> this is the I, I like this discussion because I I consider you two connoisseurs of good music you, hey did you hear you that you actually have a record wow. label did you hear that thank you <laughs> thanks I can't start a record I'm, label I've been lumped in with you you're like god damn it I thought my music days was good. <laughs> All right. What what are, what are you <laughs> guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasures for music. Yeah. Hmm. The ha- the house pop. Yeah. Like what's pleasures. on my like my running playlist? Yeah. yeah. I have some. <coughs> well, I I rotate in through some things, but um, I've been into the. I don't feel guilty. Mm. I don't. I, basically, I don't feel guilty about it. But Damn. something That's I might not admit. Well, I would admit this. Something that like you know people might turn their nose up at. Like for like example, like Ace of Base. Yeah, I like Lord. Oh, okay. Aren't, that's aren't, that's aren't a trace of base real Nazis. Are they for real? I think they're like I oh, saw the no. sign is about like like coded white nationalism. About the swastika. What about all that she wants is another baby? Speak it. <laughs> that's white nationalist. You're right. <laughs> she wants another white she baby. She wants another white baby <laughs> to populate the earth for a thousand um, years. What else? <laughs> Like I'm just trying to think of pop stuff. I like like the Judds, but I don't feel guilty about that. Oh, no, but you know what's interesting about stuff that like that me. is ten Bonnie years Ray. ago, like if you listen to the Judds, that might have been a guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the same thing with like the sort of shoegaze sort of revival. Like, yeah, maybe if you listen to like New Order or bands like that, maybe at a certain time that would have been considered like kind of. Now it's cool, but right. then it would have been like. Yeah, yeah. It's not old enough yet. Yeah. I'm pulling out my Spotify. Uh, I like La Love It. <laughs> um, um, let's see what else we got. La Love It caught me. Um, Juice uh, Newton. Juice Newton's. Oh, yeah. Totally. I saw La Love It and Jack White having dinner. At the, Whoa, uh, really? At the bar. In That's Husky a weird looking. Uh, duo. And it was just them two and then me and my girlfriend at the time in there and I was just gawking and they knew I was gawking it was really embarrassing yeah I have a really funny story it's not that funny I just a really weird thing happened to me this week um I went I was go- I went to go do laundry at the laundromat or this was last week actually and I opened up the dryer to put my shit in there and there was a fucking turd there was a single <gasps> turd in there no. in the dryer yeah and it had been Pull heated up it had been heated up <laughs> how did it stay together 
I don't know. The only thing I can think of is that it was like in somebody's underwear or something. Oh. And they didn't know and they dried their thing. That is so gross. But it had been rolling around in there. It was disgusting. So you hear the it name Lyle Lovett and up. Juice Newton. I shitting on our guilty pleasures over <laughs> no, here. I wasn't trying to shit on them. Um, I love um, Genuine's My Pony, one of my all-time favorite songs. That's not a guilty pleasure. That shit is... That that song is so good. Imagine, like... Have you ever read the oral history of how that song was produced? No, but I would love to. There is an oral history, and... (laughs) Oral history nerd over here. (laughs) After after (laughs) Missy I love oral history. (laughs) (laughs) Not you. (laughs) I love it. Uh... Timbaland took <coughs> Missy Elliott and the whole crew to Denny's for the all-star breakfast at 3 a.m. after a concert. Uh-huh. And he ate the all-star breakfast and got bad gas. And that, uh, 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 is <laughs> him. That's not real. I swear, it's Tim, that's Timbaland that's burping it, baby. That's Timbaland burping into a vocoder and looping it. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is like, that's what I did with my Casio keyboard and my, you know, yeah. my brother and I did when we were yeah. eight. It's called Just burp into that genius. Casio, yeah. sample it. But yeah. you know, it's kind of this, you know, like <laughs> everybody gets sexy on the dance floor when that song comes out, but it's just a guy with bad gas. Right. Right. Cool. That's my... I'll think about it every time. Now. A lot of the ideas you do have as an eight or nine year old are probably the best ones you'll ever come up with. Yeah. It is weird how it works that That's way. That's true. Such ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was a kid... <laughs> I had this idea that um, I was like really into viruses, and I had this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I was like nine years old, I was like, "Man, what if you could like somehow eradicate the virus using bacteria?" And actually, that's kind of been true. That, mm. That's how I think phages work, right? Somehow, yeah. Actually, some viruses it can be. Um, basically, I'm bragging on myself for being an incredibly brilliant kid. Totally. And 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 prolific and uh-huh. uh, precocious. That's the word uh, he's really looking for. Yeah. Probably the most precocious person in this room right now. No argument here. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. I'm aloof and disinterested <laughs> and everything. God damn it. <laughs> damn. Uh, I think I I think maybe it was my peak creativity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the ideas were that great, but had a lot of them. You don't have any like inhibitions at that age, you know. It's just like unadulterated <laughs> art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now in my Kanye phase. <laughs> it's I like, yeah, I'm trying to make like really grand statements about like art and stuff using these really. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, let's let's uh, close this one down and, and uh, get on with our our day. Do you have anything you want to plug, Emily? Before we go, you're you're. Uh, I'll let you plug it. My I, I was plug my record label. Go ahead. In a book. Go yeah, ahead. Emily's gonna be an author. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you ever been an author before? Um, yeah, you are. You are. Not really. An I. Author. Are you a published author? I mean, I have some. For, I've written two forwards. That's what I'm in the business of. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> authorship. That's two more than I've ever written. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm actually not really an author. I'm more of, of an editor on this book. But yeah, yeah. So JK 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 Emily is editing a book <laughs> about uh, what's it, it's called? It's coming out it's from called Belt Fifty Publishing. Five United, or is it Fifty Five Strong? 
I think it's 55 United. I think it's United. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, it's Elizabeth Cat, Jessica Selfia, who's a West Virginia teacher. Uh-huh. And I, uh, through Belt, and I'm, my role is basically um, the photos and uh, interviews that I was doing during the teacher strike. So yeah. it's like the visual record and then um, transcripts of interviews with teachers and some UMWA guys and some students right. who were at the rally. Just Timberlake, because he was JT, UMWA. Yeah, he, he was, was there. there with his red bandana on. <laughs> yeah. Just showing support. Yeah. Yep. Which... Uh, your your uh, field interviews from that is our second most listened to. You're really beating you're beating uh, Ron Swanson. Whoa! Yeah, what? And just trail R.L. Stevens by a little. I bit. should uh, contact NBC. Yeah, let them know that the, the oral the history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it has a future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, people it's very love it. Commercially viable. It is. Yeah. It really is. So that's up for pre-order right now. That's up for pre-order, and you can. Buy an extra copy for a West Virginia teacher. Hell yeah. Um, and West Virginia, we're trying to get free copies for West Virginia teachers as much as possible. Yeah. So. yeah. Beltpublishing.com, 55 strong and or united. <laughs> I think it's united. <laughs> I think it's united. <laughs> look it up. 55 united. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then you have a record label. Yeah, we started a record label. You got a lot of pot, uh, a lot of uh, got things projects. in the iron. Is that I what they say? Irons, irons in the fire. Irons in the fire. Tires in the You've got a lot of things in the iron. Yeah, projects. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> My idioms are mostly just cobbled together. Like. It's it's the way to though it's the way I stay. Right. Stay sane. Yeah. Keep things in motion. Keep things in motion. Um. But yeah. So, my friend Sally Morgan and Sarah Henson and I started this record label called spinster um we've been we've been talking about it for a long time right um and they came back from tour with uh a guy who has a label and they were like if dylan has a label we can have a label <laughs> <laughs> this right, idiot right. can do <laughs> <laughs> but actually so our first release is joint with dylan uh-huh. uh scissor tail records and uh he's been a really big help so can't yeah. can't dunk on dylan shut up i wasn't but no 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 <laughs> i i mean I maybe was a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little um, light ribbing. No, no, he's been great. Uh, and it, yeah, our first release is this woman, Rosalie. She's a Philly musician. Uh, she has an awesome band. It's um, Angel Olsen's guitarist and the drummer for More on Drugs and Mary uh, Lattimore, the harp harpist. Right. Yeah. R anyway, it's also our band and Rosalie. What's her last name? Middleman. Okay. She got just she just plays under the name. Rosalie, and that's going to be out July 8th. No, July 6th. That's the Friday. Um, but yeah, we're focusing on women musicians uh, and elder women musicians. So, really commercially viable stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> going to be top of the charts. Uh, well, yeah. we'll just keep plugging you. And so. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Trio Billy's fans get on yeah, your Spotify's it, and just loop it overnight. It sounds yeah, like you've you got go. actually you've got actual talent, whereas we are just uh, constantly. You guys got talent. We're looking. We're looking for a record deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we could do. Spencer. We could get an old. Uh, you know how Folkways did the spoken word records. Oh yeah, yeah. we'll put out yeah. a spoken word record. Can we just do a you spoken guys? record? We yeah. should. We really should. Yeah, we be really like an evening that. with the Trill Billy's. <laughs> 
you know they had all those studs turkle records yeah them him interviewing musicians right yeah let's do it all commercially viable (laughs) maybe we'll start with tapes right tapes yeah you're right you always gotta start out small you gotta hot cassette tapes at the punk show and everything the flea market right right all right so spinster records rosalie middleman yeah rosalie rosalie she just yeah you can find her on spotify rosalie okay spinster sounds dot i think we're com spinster com that's good yeah um if you were dot org you'd probably be like a Nonprofit. Nonprofit. We might get a <laughs> you're a doc. We might get a nonprofit arm. We might get a nonprofit arm. No, we're socialized right. uh socialized record label. Oh that's nice. true, yeah, that's true. Spencersounds.gov. Nice. <laughs> Nationalize the record. That's where your tax dollars are going. Is that what Trump Trump national <laughs> that's what he was doing when he came to West Virginia? Listen, yeah. folks, uh-huh. Spencer Records is gonna be huge. <laughs> We love your female-made music. We love it. Rosalie, we she's incredible <laughs> talent. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks for thank you for coming and thank you for uh, um, vitalizing our local economy with your uh, dollars. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go, go get out there and spend some more money. Yeah, tonight. that's yeah. right. That's shop, right. Shop local. Right. Um, all right. Well, I guess we'll. See you all next time. You think we could get a uh, Swing Low Sweet Chariot Anthony Kiedis cover <laughs> for the end of this? Oh, yeah, we need a compilation. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over Jordan and what did I say?